I ran when I was depressed in my early 20s. Right. <laughs> Time for one poem. Hi, I'm Annie Muir, and this is Time for One Poem. In this episode, I talk to the poet, Oyega Odubanjo, and my poetry skeptic slash expert is Chris, a photographer who works at Gulabi, an independent film lab in Govan Hill. Boyega tells me about how his failed football career and love of Lana Del Rey and Frank Sinatra led him to poetry. Then, me and Chris read Boyega's poem, Dagenham Runners Club, together, discussing the idea of being born again and the many reasons for running. Hi, Boyega. Hello, bonjour, Annie. Thank you for coming to talk to me about poetry. Thank you for having me. Okay, so since this is a podcast aimed at beginners to poetry, I want to ask you first, what is a poet? And what is your day-to-day job as a poet like? I think a poet is someone who writes poems. My day-to-day job as a poet is writing poems, editing poems, and reading poems. Do you have another job as well, or do you live off that? i not sure if live is the word, but yeah. Um, I'm also doing a PhD in poetry. So your life is poetry? A big chunk of my life is poetry, yeah. So how did you first get into poetry? What about before? What were you like before poetry got into your life? Before poetry got into my life, um, I got suspended a lot from school and I wanted to be a football player. But then when I was 15, I kind of realised I wasn't going to be a football player and that was very painful and I cried in the back of my brother's car. Um, And then... I didn't then know that I wanted to be a poet, but I kind of started writing poetry at that time and slowly became more and more interested in it before I became passionate about it. And then later on, when I was like 20 or 21 and I applied to do a master's was when I realised that poetry is what I wanted to do. So did you write those first poems about your failed football career over there about other things? Nah, um, I was reading a lot of Allen Ginsberg and listening to a lot of Lana Del Rey and Frank Sinatra. So it was just like romantic, highfalutin nonsense. <laughs> I noticed in um, your pamphlet, While I Yet Live, there's quite a lot of music and dancing, but there's also a lot of like death is that the two sides of your personality i think that um <clears throat> maybe not the two sides of my personality um but the those two sides i think bring the most out of each other i think that the music and the dancing is kind of a reminder of our mortality and so a push towards living life as 
joyfully and as best as we can. I quite liked the idea of, like, when you're not dancing, you're thinking about death. Because dancing is like living. And then when you ever get a minute, you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm going to die one day. Oh, <laughs> life is for the living, isn't it? If you're not living, then what are you doing? That's how I think about it. In, in Poem with Drums, the speaker says, I want to write a poem and I want everyone to like it. Do you want everyone to like your poetry? Um, I am not necessarily interested in everyone liking it because I don't think there's anything that everyone likes. I think if someone is reading my poetry I'd like them to get something whether that be positive negative big or small from it who do you think it's aimed at your poems I would say me I would say that the poems I write are specifically for a British Nigerian man born and raised in East London who likes poems and music and partying, etc. So you, that was nice. So you're writing poems aimed at someone exactly like you. Yeah. I like that. So you've got a sort of, you're keeping it local. You know, you're, you're not reaching for like the other side of the world. You're just reaching for your neighbourhood. Yeah. And I think that like all of the references that I'm going to put in there, other people may get it and hopefully they do get it but it is someone from my exact background who would definitely get it okay so and you did this residency recently at the rabbits road institute where you were kind of can you tell me about that process of because you were writing about your neighborhood yeah so i had access to the books in the library a lot of which were about um social activism and about east london and so i read loads of books and i was writing about my experiences growing up in barking and dagenham and the more historic experiences of people in the east end in the like 20th century and i wanted to mix my experiences with their experiences because whilst the location is the same, the perspectives are very much different. So did you did ever go to that library? Was that there when you grew up? Or did you go to a different library? No, I don't really like libraries. The library was supposed to be in Barking, but because of COVID, it was a virtual library. And so they just sent loads of books to my house. Oh, right. Where, why don't you like libraries? I don't really like reading or writing surrounded by other people. <laughs> Where's your ideal reading spot? Um, so I say I don't like reading around other people. I like reading on tubes and in pubs and in my bed. What I meant by I don't like reading or writing around other people is I don't like reading or writing around other people who are reading or writing. 
Oh, you want to be the only one reading or writing. Okay. In case, why is that your competitive nature coming out? No, I think it's like... For me, it's a... Whilst there's a lot of things and people that influence my work, so it can never be entirely solitary, the act of writing or reading itself, for me, is solitary and I like to be able to see the world as I'm doing it if I'm in a library then I'm just seeing books yeah that's not inspiring (laughs) no not really I like to yeah I don't know read a poem that's about something happening in the world and then maybe I can see something that's the complete opposite of that happening in front of me as opposed to reading a poem looking up and just seeing the top of someone's head. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, although you're an expert on writing poems, you're, I would say that you're not an expert on your own poetry because you're too close to it. Um, that's why I'm going to get someone else to read your poem and see what they think. And it's going to be a person who doesn't read much poetry. Does that scare you, or are you excited by that? I think both, because I can be quite cynical when it comes to poetry, because most people in the world probably don't read poetry, and so I'm willing to accept that, and I think that if someone doesn't like doing something, then they probably just shouldn't do it. So I think it is exciting... Just to see what happens. Yeah, because the whole point of Time for One Poem is not to be like, everyone should read poetry. If you don't read poetry, you're not doing the right thing. It's just to be like, here's one poem. See if you like it. It doesn't represent the whole of poetry. It's just one poem, you know? So if I find the right person, they might like your poem or they might hate it. Can I ask you a question? The poem that you've asked me to read, why have you chosen that poem? That's a good question. You're not allowed to ask questions. <laughs> um, I, I just really liked it. That's all. I, I usually choose poems when I'm going to be talking to someone about them. I usually choose poems that I don't really understand fully and that I'd like someone else's eyes on to sort of talk about it. I'm kind of forcing them to help me understand it. But I just like it because I haven't really read a poem like it before I think that's my answer but I don't want to give too much away because you know I'm not allowed to influence what they think about the poem you know gotcha there's so many rules to this so many rules so um, I'm gonna get you to read the poem Dagenham Runners Club Um, but before you read it I just want to say thank you for talking to me today thank you kindly for talking to me also Dagenham Runners Club. Say at night you're running, arms bent like a chalk outline, face wet like you're born again. 
people taking out the bins, watching the news, who has died today, what is the economy, you're running like some running man, like it's in your jeans, like you got caught with something in your jeans, or it's 2007 and you're not from round here, are you, running like there's scouts here to see you, Victoria Road, Heathway, Lord Denman, there's grown men putting up flags to greet you, you're waving, Parslow's Park, Maysbrook, Cemetery, maybe you're running just because, because it's night and some time ago me and you we made a deal and it's time to collect, maybe you ran yesterday and you'll run tomorrow, people shutting shop for the night, getting off the bus, checking over their shoulders, they don't know you, might think your form is off, are you not knackered, is there a hot dinner waiting for you, rain, more rain, you don't care how dirty your trainers get, not thinking about what's waiting for you around the corner. Hi Chris. Hi Annie. Thanks for coming today to talk about poetry. Thanks for having me. Okay, so first of all, when someone says the word poetry, what's your general reaction? Um, my general reaction? My first reaction is to, um, is, is thinking of all the angsty poetry I wrote in my teens. And then <laughs> um, after that, all the yeah, I don't know. I, I, and after that, I just sort of like have sort of see, read a few bits and bobs here and there, but I haven't really engaged with it a lot. So, yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, too many. Too many. Don't know where to start. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, the last I, sort of big one I tried to read was, was Walt Whitman because um, I read it was a classic. Um, but it was just, it was really, really long and I really liked what I read. Um, but then I don't know, I feel like I couldn't get into a rhythm, like sort of sitting down reading poems. Yeah. Okay. Just to say the noise behind you is just to set the scene is machines working, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in my shop. I'm in the, I'm in the film lab. I'm at Galabi. Um, we've got all our machines running in the background. I hope the headphones would drown it out. Um, (laughs) So if you hear like beep, 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 that's yeah. like someone's photos getting processed. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you hear if you hear beeping and 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 loud kachunks, um, that's just <laughs> that's just Alf. Alf is our processor. <laughs> okay, can you tell us a bit about yourself and and what you do? Um, my name is Chris Moses, as you can probably hear from my honking accent. Um, I'm from Australia. I moved here just a little over three years ago. I am one of the owners of Galabi, uh, which is a film processing lab just in the south side. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's about that's about me in a nutshell. <laughs> and what about in your spare time? How do you relax? Uh, I don't relax. Uh, that's that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not that's not that's not part of my thing. Um, what about oh, my spare time? I, I I love doing lots of things. I'm a notorious hobby taker. Um, I really, I really enjoy. I do some work in the tenants union in Living Rent, and I, I really uh, like that. Um, I take photos, obviously. Um, always have uh, for a long time. Um, just walk and take photos. Um, I really enjoy trashy sci-fi. I enjoy computer. 
uh, I just like playing on computers <laughs> and, and tinkering and learning about them. <laughs> just a big old nerd. Um, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Would you consider yourself an expert in anything? An expert in anything? It could be anything. It could be just like folding shirts or something. But you're, an, you're really good at it. Flags. Flags. What identifying flags? Yeah, yeah. I really, that's a good one. I really like flags. Flags in capital cities. That's my that's my trivia around esoteric and useless uh, facts. <laughs> I've, I've just like I really I really one of my favorite things is to, like go down Wikipedia holes, um, and I love learning a stupid fact that is completely useless. Um, <laughs> mostly about mostly about like animal evolution. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever have spare time, honestly, the the, the cetacean ev whale evolution is mind blowing. It's very foolish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, for today, you are our poetry expert. Okay. So we're going to look at the poem Dagenham Runners Club by Boyega Odebanjo. So I sent it over to you. Can you read it out for us? Sure, can. Dagenham Runners Club. Say at night you're running arms bent like a chalk outline. Face wet like you're born again. People taking out the bins. Watching the news. Who has died today? What is the economy? You're running like some running man. Like it's in your jeans. Like you got caught with something in your jeans. Or it's like it's 2007. You're not from around here, are you? Running like the scouts here to see you. Victoria Road. Hathaway. Lord Denman. This grown men putting up flags to greet you. You're waving. Parslow's Park. Maysbrook. Cemetery. Maybe you're running just because. Maybe because this night and some time ago, me and you, we made a deal and it's time to collect. Maybe you ran yesterday. Maybe you'll run tomorrow. People shutting up shop for the night, getting off the bus, checking over their shoulders. They don't know you. Might think your form is off. Are you not knackered? Is there a hot dinner waiting for you? Rain. More rain. You don't care how dirty your trainers get. Not thinking about what's waiting for you around the corner. Wow, I like that. You read it so fast. I felt like I was running. <laughs> Sorry, I have to consciously remember to slow down. I was always a fast speaker when I was a kid. <laughs> no, it kind of, it, it's, it makes you kind of read it fast because of the way it's arranged. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like that, yeah. It's just kind of like very like a blah. Yeah, so what, obviously you just read it out and you might not have read it before, so you're not going to have taken in the whole thing. But what is your first impressions of the poem is there any bit that like reaches out to you and makes like a bit of your brain light up when you read it i really i really like the bit toward towards the end um where um they are talking about uh people shutting up shop um for the night getting off the bus checking over the shoulders um and then where they think where you think you're getting judged um and like wondering like if there's a hot dinner waiting for you um i really like that one um it's been it's been a long time since i ran but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I really liked that. Yeah. So, you, so you have gone running before, but you don't run nowadays. No, no. I was. I I ran when I was depressed in my early twenties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you when you got better, you stopped running. Uh, yeah. No, I took up lifting instead. Um, <laughs> what kind um, of lifting? Uh, like like um like like powerlifting, I got really into it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I I really liked that bit. 
So, okay, let's look at this poem again. What do you, if you were describing it to a friend, what would you say it was about? Um, I would say it was about um, a sort of stream of consciousness of a runner. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, you'd just say simply it's about running, you know, that's, that's a simple um, way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. But there's also kind of more stuff going on if you look closely. Mm -hmm. So for me, reading poems is about asking questions. So say we look at the first line of the poem, because you can always tell a lot about the from the first line. So say at night you're running, arms bent like a chalk outline. So do you have any questions that you would ask about that first line? Yeah, I'd be like, why, why are you associating? Why, why does this author associate um, like that running with a murder thing? Mm. Yeah, because you think of the, the lines drawn after someone gets murdered, don't you, on the ground? Yeah, yeah. And also, I think the way it's phrased, I have a question about it because it, it says, say at night you're running arms bent like a short outline so it's not saying I'm running and this is what I think about when I'm running it's saying for example say at night you're running arms bent like a chalk outline so it's kind of like they're talking to you or they're talking mm -hmm. to someone else so then mm -hmm. the question would be who are they talking to uh-huh do you think they're talking to you uh, I always think everyone's talking to me directly. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I would say so to the reader. If you're reading something and it says you, you normally take it to mean you, because we're all quite self-centered, aren't we? Uh huh. So, does it then kind of make you think about times that you've been running? I guess. Yeah. In your early twenties. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a very, it's a very specific like sort of set of memories like the one time in my life I ran for you know a year and yeah I just did that so it's bringing back it's bringing back a, a very specific time in your life yeah yeah right okay so um, your question was why are they associating running with death mm -hmm. right so let's read a bit more and see if we find any answers to these questions or we might just have to decide for ourselves why they're doing this so could you read from the first line down to like four lines? Uh, so the first four lines. Um, yeah. yeah cool. Say at night you're running, arms bent like a chalk outline, face wet like you're born again, people taking out the bins, watching the news. Who has died today? What is the economy? Uh, you're running like some running man, like it's in your genes. Okay, so it, can't, it mentions death again. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's got that, it's got that um, face wet like you're born again. Also very, very like, a, what's it called? That evangelical thing of getting rebaptized as an adult when you're mm -hmm. doing there, which I did as a 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's really, this poem's really speaking to you. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> it, was at a, it was a, it was at like a, one of those um, extremely reactionary right-wing sort of, uh, evangelical churches that my family had started going to. Yeah, they had like this, like, um, this color bond steel tub that they baptized us in and really tried to encourage us to speak in tongues. But I'm like, I'm 12. 
Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm like faced with, like you're born again. It makes you think of all, and all, I went to a lot of them. I went to a lot of those and have been to a lot of like adult baptisms. So I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so how does it feel to be born again? Uh, I felt good at the time. It felt like, I don't know, uh, it felt fine and, and normal at the time because, you know, you're in it, you know, you don't know any different. Um, you hadn't lived much of your life yet to be born again. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this, um, I feel like at 12, you're not really, uh, it's not a whole lot to repent for. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> All right, so that speaks to you directly too. And when you, so what else are they doing there? There, it's an example of someone running and they're noticing people basically take watching the news who has died they're probably not in a great mood like you in your 20s because they're thinking about who's died what's the economy it doesn't sound very hopeful um but then the next bit is like you're running like some running man like it's in your genes which sounds a bit more like you're getting into it yeah do you think yeah i I didn't know if that was a reference to the movie. Oh, like the movie Running Man. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but because I've not actually seen the movie. No, I haven't either. So um, I don't know. Could I'm be. Pretty sure it was like a dystopia, wasn't it, or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'd have to look that up. That would probably help us with the poem. But you know, you don't always get all the references. Sometimes you just got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, okay, can you read the next few lines then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you got caught with something in your jeans or it's 2007 and you're not from around here, are you? Running like the scouts here to see you. Victoria Road, Heathway, Lord Denman. Yeah, so do you have any questions about this bit? I don't really understand what, when they're talk, just listing, I don't know if they're streets or like suburbs or I don't know what Lord mm -hmm. Den, Den, Denman is. Uh, that, that sort of went over my head. Um, yeah. But I, I very much, um, I don't understand the reference to 2000. And, I feel like I'm saying I don't understand a lot. Um, That's okay. I, I don't understand the reference to 2007. Um, but I, I feel like I can feel the the vibe they're going for when it's like, like you got caught with something and like you're not from around here. Um, yeah. But then also running like the scouts, like here to see you. I feel it's very, it's very strong. Very strong image. Yeah. In, in your brain. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of jumping around, isn't it? It's like, it's 2007 and you're not from around here. You got something in your jeans, like, I guess, like people think you've stolen something or, you know, something in your jeans, like a gun or something. I don't know, mm -hmm. it, it gives that kind of, yeah, you got caught with something. But then the scouts here to see you is like, ooh, like people, isn't that when, you know, you're gonna get scouted and like put in the Olympics or something? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of jumping from like, you're running away uh, you're going to get caught by the police and then it's like, oh, but there's scouts here to see you and you're going to get, so it's, it's jumping around a lot. And yeah, I think those, I think they're just streets, Victoria Road, Heathway, I uh -huh. think just places. It's like, or maybe 2007 is something specific to the author, you know, it uh -huh. could be something that happened to them. Maybe they, they stole something. I, I also really like the line about the scouts because I, I don't know if everyone does it, but like, I mean, doesn't everyone sort of fantasize about like you're doing it professionally when you're doing uh -huh. the thing? Even when you're just like walking down the street, you're like, someone's here to see me. Yeah, yeah. I remember like, you'd be <laughs> running and just like you pre pretend like, you know, I was in like some competition or something. Um, yeah. Just, like, little fantasies playing out in your head. So, yeah. So basically, there's, there's just loads of questions about 
why this person is running or and why does anyone run you know that's what it kind of seems to me mm -hmm. you just it's just it's very specific but it's not at the same time it's it's not saying i am running and this is what i'm doing it's saying for example say that you're running but there's loads of different outcomes so it's a bit confusing which is the word of the day yeah okay so we don't have loads of time to go through the whole thing but maybe let's look at the end because the end i like and it makes me go hmm and you liked this this last bit didn't you mm -hmm. the shutting up shop and everything because you've got a shop so <laughs> that that is me that that's that's my cameo the, <laughs> i am the person shutting up shop <laughs> yes Putting up, it's a great sound, the putting down the shutters. I love oh, that Oh, yeah, too loud. I love it. Too loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is there a hot dinner waiting for you? Can you read just the last few lines? Uh, sure. Uh, people shutting up shop for the night, getting off the bus, checking over their shoulders. They don't know you, might think your form is off. Are you not knackered? Is there a hot dinner waiting for you? Rain, more rain. You don't care how dirty your trainers get not thinking about what's waiting around the corner for you. Oh, wait, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I fucked up the last. <laughs> wrote it back to front. No, I like that. I like that because you got into it. So you added in your own what's waiting around the corner for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. So I really like that because it. I just think, what is waiting around the corner? It's a very, it's a, it's a very sinister note to end on. <laughs> it is, it is. I guess the whole poem's kind of sinister in a way, from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's it's got a current of dread running through it, like this whole like dread and terror, and then you get mm -hmm. like these the little glimpses of like like light and night and like you know like like it's in your jeans and you're into it and, like the scouts and then and then it's dread yeah. again then it's dread again <laughs> and and then it's like I'm gonna run tomorrow then it, then it's just like yeah yeah what do you think is around the corner? I'm not. Sure, I just sort of took it to, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess the, the point is that what, you don't what do, know. What do, what do you think is around the corner? I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I think it's the it's the fear of the unknown, isn't it? It's like you don't know. You don't know uh -huh. what's around the corner. But I guess not thinking about, it's like you don't care. It's like you don't care how dirty your trainers get. You're not thinking about what's waiting for you around the corner. You're not going, you're not dreading. Like you say, it's dread, but... If you're not thinking about what's waiting for you around the corner, you're kind of living in the moment, aren't you? Which is kind mm -hmm. of a good thing. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's it's written in that way that, um, like with lots of short little sentences, why you read it fast. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's meant to be very like in the present moment, like sights and sounds and feelings and like you said, stream of consciousness. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that that's that's just how I sort of like read it. It's like when your when your brain is like firing twenty thoughts at you. Um, I don't know the same sound of the kind of way I remember when I when I first read like a James Joyce novel and I had no idea what was going on. But I feel if you just like powered through it really fast, it was just it was actually easier to understand. Yeah, and and even if you don't understand it, you kind of just kind of go like, hmm, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't have a clear idea of what actually happened. Yeah. 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 I think poetry's like that a lot. Uh -huh. You don't always end going, oh, I know exactly what was going on there. But you end going, hmm, okay. Actually, I just remembered I accidentally bought a, a book of poetry last week. I went, 
um, I went, I went, I went around the corner to um, the Outwith um, mm-hmm. agency, and they had like the 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 tight ass section, you know, with like the under five under five quid, and I had one of these little little penguin things, and it was like uh, I think it was Emily Dickinson. Um, and I thought it was a storybook and it was a collection um, of, po- of poems. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was it was good. I, they were genuinely funny. Some of them were like a really like funny and nice um, and lovely. She's really good. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm happy for you. Sorry, I just, rem- I just remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, anyway, um, I think we've we've come up with some sort of understanding of this poem, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure people listening will have different ideas based on their own experiences. They might not have been reborn again and, and you know, been running before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, do you feel kind of satisfied with, with your view of it? Cool. Cool. Have I passed? <laughs> <laughs> you passed? Yeah. Great. Well, enjoy reading Emily Dickinson. And thank you for coming to talk today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Join the conversation. To read the poem in full, go to www.time41poem, that's with the numbers four and one, dot wordpress.com and comment with your own interpretation of the poem. This podcast was made using funding from the National Lottery through Creative Scotland. Thanks for listening.